I can't say cosmetology. Cosmetology. I said cosmetology earlier. <laughs> you are now listening to Rebel Femme Podcast, an honest conversation about hair, life, and everything super random. <laughs> Welcome back to this week's episode, and today we're going to be talking about cosmetology school and which school is best for you and why. So before we get started, I wanted to remind everybody that we do have an amazing Instagram page, and we also have an amazing website, so you can yes, we do. <laughs> at rebelfemme.com and then we're also like I said on Instagram at rebelfemme underscore salon and we also have a really great shop to shop from hint hint yes yes so if you want to grab it organized <laughs> got a little makeover and it looks amazing thanks to Yadira's technical skills <laughs> my OCD before we move on to the today's topic, one more little thing. If you love our show and you want to help support us, check out our Patreon account. The link is in the bio. Yes, please. All right. So let's go ahead and get right into today's topic. I really wanted to have this week's episode because I get asked all of the time through DMs, which school did I go to? How did I get where I was at? And I get asked this so frequently, I thought, why not make a podcast about it? And we can really discuss and hone in on the different types of schools there are out there and which one would be best for you. So why don't you take it away, Dara, and read one of the latest DMs that I received. Okay. So it says, hi, I just wanted to say you're really talented and I'm really impressed by your career path. I was wondering if I could get your opinion on something. I'm wanting to go to cosmetology school, but I'm having trouble figuring out which school is best for me. In your opinion, does it really matter which school you go to, like a technical college versus a VEDA? My biggest concern is that I want to get a job at a higher-end salon, and I feel like a bigger school would help me do that easier unless I can still get a good job by going to a cheaper school. How did you get to where you are today, and how would you do things differently? So I think that's actually a really good question. And what I liked about that question specifically, and I do get lots of these all the time, but what I like specifically about this question is that she already has like an end goal of what she wants to do with cosmetology. Yeah. I'm not sure everybody knows why they come into cosmetology. So I think the first thing is when you are deciding what school to go to, the first thing you need to decide is why you are coming into this industry and what it is you want to do. Yeah. So are you, exactly. The end goal here, is it working in a hair salon it, for the rest of your life? Do you want to be an educator? Do you want to be a session hairstylist doing celebrity hair? Do you want to work for a brand and maybe do field sales or something like that? So I think really addressing exactly the why behind why you're coming into this industry and then you can assess which school is going to be best for you. Yes. So today on today's episode, Yudira and I are going to be really diving into three different types of schools that we've identified that are out there and the pros and cons of all of them. And then from there you can kind of assess 
which one is best for you. Perfect. So first things first, let's talk about in the state of California, because that's where we're at and that's where we have the most knowledge of state board is here in our state. So yes. everything that we're going to share with you right now is based on, based off of the information that we know to be true in our state. So if there's something that you want clarification on, you can easily go to your state board website and find out exactly all of the information. And that can be another determining factor for you as well. Okay. So California State Board requires you to have 1600 hours for cosmetology. So yes. the definition of cosmetology is hair, skin, and nails. And you're going to study a certain amount of hours within each subject. And the whole purpose of taking a test at the end of these 1600 hours with state board is not technique based whatsoever. No, it is solely to prove that you understand the health and sanitation practices that need to be implemented in the salon and in your workplace. Yes. That being said, if your goal is to really just get a license at the end of this and you wanted to do hair in a hair salon, then you might view the type of school that you go to a little bit differently. You might choose a less expensive route to go. Now, if you're a stylist wanting to work behind the scenes at a photo shoot, you know you need to build relationships and build those connections with people and probably do a lot of grunt work to get into that industry or that part of the industry because it is a lot oh. more competitive. Yes. And it's more who you know and your connects. Yes, most definitely. And there's also, you know, hiring an agent and a lot of those types of things go into it as well, which we're not really going to focus and talk about that so much today, but it's something that you might see as an opportunity of which school I want to go to and what do I want to display on my resume and have as your, just kind of like your brand pro profile, because essentially in the, the time we're living in today, it's all about personal branding. And that might be something that you really need to look into again, as a type of school you want to get into. Yes. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and dive right into the three different types of schools that we've identified. So first is the professional branded school. So those are schools like Aveda, Paul Mitchell, Tony and Guy, Vidal Sassoon. And then you okay. have private vocational trade schools, which are much like the professional branded schools, except they're the ones that might be just kind of like local in your city. They don't have like a big name to them. So for example, I went to one of those and mine was called Royale College of Beauty. And there's Royal. only one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last type of school that there is, is the college-based, degree-based cosmetology program at your local community college. So let's go ahead and talk about first the the Probably, I would say, I call it the foo-foo one, the one that <laughs> everyone aspires to go to. Um, if, in, you know, if you have the money, it is a little bit more expensive to go there. But yes. if you have the money, it's, it's definitely a, always a great option, and we'll kind of talk about why. So the professional branded school. So these are, like Yudira said, the Paul Mitchells, the Avedas, the Tony and Guys of cosmetology schools. 
So what we've identified here is that overall, yes, you're going to learn how to pass state board because all cosmetology schools have to show you how what you need to, exactly how to pass and everything you need to know as far as health and sanitation practices. What you're going to learn though from these professional branded schools are more skills than what you'll probably learn in another type of cosmetology program. And the reason why I say that is because these really big brands such as Aveda and Paul Mitchell and Tony and Guy, they've really developed techniques that were created by those brands so they really want to help, you know, train and mold you into their culture. Yes, for sure. And they also, a lot of these branded companies, they also have branded salons. So think of Aveda. Aveda has Aveda salons. They have, Paul Mitchell has Paul Mitchell salons mm-hmm. and Tony and Gray has TG salons. And Vidal Sassoon, you, there's lots of them. Exactly. When you're really looking into this, what you're going to assess here is, is that the type of place that I want to work at? And if so, that might be a great option because it's going to look a lot more prestigious on your resume. Another reason too, that I think that a professional branded school might be really great to go to is if you want to be a session stylist. And I think that if you have the money to spend on a professional branded school, having that on your resume is going to be, give you kind of a little bit of a boost. And I think you'll leave school a little bit, a step of ahead as far as skill level than you would going to school like I went to. Would you say that you had a pretty good clientele when you were in school? Um, and when, when you ask me good clientele, what do you mean? Like volume wise? Yeah. Like, were you guys pretty busy on as a whole? I would say, yes, we were busy with lots of people in the age range of 70 to 95. (laughs) Okay. So if that's the clientele that you're targeting and you're asking me if that's a healthy clientele, I would tell you, Yes, if that's the demographic I was aiming for, but I was also 18 years old and... That was not what you were aiming for. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. And then also the haircuts, I think, were literally $5, and I think a roller set was $5. So clientele-wise, no, I I would have to say no, that it wasn't a healthy clientele. (laughs) See, I don't think I ever did a roller set at Paul Mitchell. But you did a roller set on a doll head. Yes, just on a doll head. But nobody ever asked me for a perm or a roller set. Um, the only random thing that I got at, asked for was um, rounded graduation. So like a bowl cut. You're right. <laughs> Which is much harder than you think. So then I have to ask you, did you do you feel like you had a healthy clientele in school? I- feel like I did because it was a lot of people my age I want to say like early 20s and 30s was like our clientele based and then we had like a few senior citizens who wanted a rounded graduation bub and see this is (laughs) where I think that the type of school the brand the name of the place if they're things that are recognizable and cool 
And when people see Paul Mitchell, the school or Tony and Guy or Aveda, they're already uh, have this preconceived notion of what they're going to walk into, whether it's school or not. So they've done a really good job of branding. So it makes people feel more confident that they're going to go into a school like that. And there's going to be a expert professional working right over your shoulder, guiding exactly. that student every step of the way. Exactly. Versus again, the school that I went to, I really didn't have that. It was more like they checked my haircut at the end of it. They told me to fix whatever if I needed to. And then they just kind of disappeared. I didn't really get any <laughs> criticism or constructive criticism at that or anything that I could really learn or technique. Like it was so basic. Like when I say basic, it was, you know, 90 degree haircut, 180 degree haircut. And that's freaking it. Like that's literally all I've learned. So very, very (laughs) basic stuff. Gotcha. Okay. So overall as a professional branded school, we've said that you're going to learn more skill versus state board. You're going to learn techniques. So maybe be a little bit more seasoned by the time you leave that school. And it's going to overall look a little bit more prestigious on your resume. So private, let's move on to private vocational trade schools. So this is kind of the, what were you going to say? Oh, I'm not sure if you're going to add this at the end, but timing wise. uh, Let's talk about timing really fast. So before we move on, so professional branded trade school, what does the timing look like on that for you? Because like you went to Paul Mitchell, Yadira. So what would you say? So you had the option of doing either full-time or part-time. Full-time was, I believe, eight-hour days, about five days a week. And then the last month you were able to go in, I believe, six days a week just to like finish up faster if you really wanted to. So I think I was done within 10 months and then part-time usually was like night school and they would do uh, about two years worth of schooling. So what would happen if you missed a day? It just kept adding on. And it just took longer, right? Yeah, it would just take longer. So the goal was to not miss a day so you wouldn't have to stay there longer. (laughs) So I would say overall, you have flexible options with a professional branded school. Yes. But it's going to cost you more the longer it takes for you to finish. Correct. Awesome. Okay. They bank off of that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on then to the private vocational trade school. So this is something that I did and it depends um, if this is an option for you or not. If you are in high school still, that if your school offers an ROP program. So what an ROP program is, is it allows you to leave school early. So if you're in 11th and 12th grade, you are able to leave school a little bit early and you can go to your local cosmetology school program and basically go to school part-time. And it's a free program and that's exactly what I did and I completely got into it by accident, which I think we kind of talked about this on like our second or third episode on the Rebel Femme podcast, but we kind of went down memory lane of like how we got started in the industry, but the ROP program really is what got me kind of kickstarted into finding my passion completely by accident. Um, So if you have the option to do that free program, this would be 
probably the least expensive of all of the options out there. So again, this is kind of like your mom and pop cosmetology school program that's probably in a business center in your local city and it's just tucked away and it's just going to teach you the complete basics, your cosmetology 101 to pass state board. <laughs> I cannot say that the school that I went to taught me any technique. I can't say that I left there be, being an expert at anything or having any confidence in anything that I did. <laughs> I would say that it taught me just, like I said, how to pass state board because it was very state board driven. And I think that they're very driven by their numbers. They want to make sure that you are getting licensed. So that's really their primary focus to make sure you know those health and sanitation practices. Mm -hmm. And what I too, another thing I want to add here, the, uh, you'll know what type of school I'm talking about. Cause like when you walk in, your instructors are going to have like probably beehives and smoking cigarettes in the back. Like <laughs> instructors that I had. <laughs> That's great. But I can't say that all private vocational trade schools are like that. There are some really great ones. I've actually taught classes at some of them and they've done an amazing job of implementing a great program. But again, I think when it comes down to the private vocational trade school versus a professional branded school, you are definitely going to learn their way of their branded hair cutting or coloring techniques, which gives you a very, it's still basic, but I would say a level up from where somebody like me went out into the cosmetology world and had no freaking clue what the hell they were doing. Like I had to go <laughs> learn color somewhere else. <laughs> now, as far as the timing on the private vocational trade school, I would have to say it's also very flexible. So just like you mentioned, Udira, with the 10 month program, um, or doing part-time and it would take two years. They had that option as well, but the longer you took to finish and complete, like if you missed a day, then you would get definitely charged for that unless you were at the ROP program. Did you have to pay anything for the ROP program? Was it just like a supply kit or something? Nothing at all. Like you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I got it completely for free. I honestly don't know if I paid for a kit. If I did, it was, uh, what are those things called? A rollabout? Yeah. So I think I might've paid for a rollabout with all of my supplies. Uh -huh. At best, it was probably 50 bucks. I can't say that we spent or invested a lot of money. I just invested a lot of my time. Yeah. Also got high school credit for it too. The point system on it was considered the equivalent, I believe, of th two or three classes. It was definitely a win-win for me because it kept my GPA up because all I had to do was attend. It was a fun little break throughout the day and I felt like I was learning a new skill whether or not I was going to use it after I finished high school or not. It was still a great option for me to do. Yeah. Elective. I think the only other thing that I probably paid a lot of money for was the actual state board application and the state board kit. So that was, like I said, the most I spent, but yeah, 100% free. You bastard. <laughs> I paid um, for my schooling. <laughs> so, so this was something I forgot to ask you. How much 
would you say these uh, professional branded schools are co cost? Okay, so when I went, I'm trying to figure out how many years ago that was. 13 years ago, 14 years ago, I paid about $22,000. Yeah, it's pretty probably it was more now. <laughs> probably a lot more now. Yeah. But I had to pay for that on my own. <laughs> and that sucks. Private vocational trade schools, I want to say at that time, they could have been anywhere from ten to 15000 Okay. So which, gonna, which I would say, you know, they're going to still be cheaper than those branded. I think because we had instructors who were not much older than us. They were probably like six years older, seven years older than me. So they would have been about your age when I was in school and when they went to school themselves. So they paid and they went to Paul Mitchell. A lot of the instructors at Paul Mitchell were Paul Mitchell students, which is really funny. They said that they paid maybe about 10 grand to like 15 grand as well. Like it wasn't much more than that. So that that's part of the whole culture that they've built though, right? Because they want you to go to their school. They want to keep you as now an employee working for them because they have now taught you how to cut hair the way, the Paul Mitchell way. They've taught you how to color hair the Paul Mitchell way. So it just becomes part of that language that you speak inside of the salon. Yeah. They just, you know, now groomed those, some of those students into becoming educators. Fern the barber. I went to cosmetology school with him. He was finishing, I think, right when I started. But he stayed on to be like a receptionist. And I think he stayed on to like be an instructor as well after like a year or two. Now he's like this manager. Some kind of incentive to be an instructor and you got some of your loan <laughs> taken care of. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be nice though. <laughs> right? Yeah, we had a few people there that were um, students like only a year fresh out of uh, Cosmo school and they were like teachers. All right, so then let's go ahead and move on to the last one, which is college degree-based cosmetology. So this is a school that's going to be, or a cosmetology program that's going to be based out of your local community college. Um, the benefit of getting or going to a school like this is it's also less expensive because going to a community college is pretty cheap. And then you're also going to leave there with, an associate's degree. I would say that this could be a great option if you want to get a degree and you want to continue with your education. And this would also be a great option because it does look really great on your resume if you want to work in a corporate-based cosmetology system. So what I mean by that is if you want to work for the L'Oreal's of the world or you want to work for the Estee Lauders of the world, and you want to maybe work in skincare or hair care for the brand itself, whether it's through education or maybe field sales, or you want to do some kind of office job, but it would benefit you to be licensed because it gives you a little bit of knowledge and background. And again, it just looks great on your resume. Having that college-based degree cosmetology school could be a really great option. I would say this also does teach you just the basics. So this isn't going to be a, the best program to let you leave out the door having 
a little, again, that little step up of technique for color and haircutting that's a little bit more advanced. And I think the only place you're really, to me, in my opinion, that you're going to get that from is the professional branded school. I guess the only um, downside that I ever saw to going to a community college-like program was the wait list. It is something that you have to really think about and put um, effort into and try to maybe plan ahead for that one a little bit further than you would a professional or like private vocational school. I didn't really think about the wait list, but you're right. There would be a wait list for that because they only allow so many students per program Mm -hmm. and then they have to cycle through all of those. And a lot of people take those type of classes as an elective. So it's like, correct when people don't even really want to do that and they're just taking it and you're just like what the hell lady or man <laughs> why are you taking yeah. my because <laughs> I looked into that too before I went to Paul Mitchell but I think the wait list was like um three months so like a whole other semester wait so I was like nah the other downside to the college degree based cosmetology is that it's not as flexible this is not going to be the most flexible as far as like whatever the time they tell you that the class is, is when you need to be there. And it's by semester. So if you miss a class, it's not like you can just necessarily like make it up. Mm-hmm. Like you would, you know, in the other type of school settings. So this is, could be a little bit more challenging if you miss a day and you need to figure out how you can make up days. And I know that there's still, some of them might be open on Saturdays but some are not. So then they're only like a Monday through Friday type of program. All right. So this wraps up today's episode and I really hope you dear and I were able to provide some insight for you on which schools would be best for you. But I think the biggest takeaway here is for you to sit down with yourself and write out some goals and figure out why you're coming into this industry And then from there, you can make the best decision. So with that being said, we are going to wrap this up and we will see you guys next week. And make sure to follow us on rebelfem underscore salon and check out our shop page and our salon page, rebelfemsalon.com. And Tiki Talk. (laughs) Oh my God, yes, follow us on TikTok. Just rebelfem on TikTok. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye.